Good morning, church. Our scripture reading today is Psalm 142 from the New International Version. I cry aloud to the Lord. I lift up my voice to the Lord for mercy. I pour out before him my complaint. Before him, I tell my trouble. When my spirit grows faint within me, it is you who watch over my way. In the path where I walk, people have hidden a snare for me. Look and see, there is no one at my right hand. No one is concerned for me. I have no refuge. No one cares for my life. I cry to you, Lord. I say you are my refuge, my portion in the land of living. Listen to my cry, for I am in desperate need. Rescue me from those who pursue me, for they are too strong for me. Set me free from my prison, that I may praise your name. Then the righteous will gather about me because of your goodness to me. The word of the Lord. Today's teaching is application of Psalm 142, a poem of David, a prayer written in a cave. We have just heard David crying out to the Lord in his time of need. This psalm is surely relevant to our circumstances today as we live through challenging times of uncertainty that affect all of us in many ways. Our speaker is an expert on navigating difficult times. He's endured the deaths of his 26-year-old son and only child and high school sweetheart and wife of 40 years. Now, he faces a journey of his own with esophageal and pancreatic cancers. I am eyewitness to the authentic joy he has in spite of his challenges. He's a lifelong learner and puts to practice the lessons he has learned through the discipline of daily study of scripture and prayer, sometimes to my chagrin. Church, please welcome my best friend and incredible husband, Ray Brooke. Are you like David, isolated in the cave of your troubles? What is the point of this message for us today in this world with COVID, racial injustice, global issues, but we have enough problems of our own. You have yours and I have mine. Let us see if we can take a look at this and get meaning and purpose in our life today. God can help grow us through any and every problem, struggle and trouble in our lives. So the theme of this message really is thriving through troubles. With David as our example, and this psalm gives us a picture of the character of the man, if we look for the character of David here in this psalm, in, uh, in verse 7, he says, Set me free from my prison that I may praise your name. So here we have 
a picture of the character of the man. One, he's praying, he believes in God, and he's asking for help with the motive that he wants to give glory to God. He wants to praise God. He wants others to know God. He is a man after God's own heart. We are told, God said, he is a man after my own heart, which leads us to really a bigger picture. But before we get there, let us pray. Lord, give us the serenity, the peace. Yes, Lord, the peace to accept the things we cannot change. The courage to, and the strength to change the things that we can and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. You recognize that prayer. It's not mine. It's ages old, but it sort of gets us to the heart of this problem that we have that accepting the fact that troubles come into our life is a difficult thing. We should, according to David's life, this psalm and the Bible, we should expect troubles in our life, troubles of many kinds. Here David is in a cave. He's been chased by Saul, the king. He's already been anointed to be the king, and Saul doesn't like that idea, and he's chasing him down. David at this point is probably 20 years old, and he's going to have a whole lot of trouble in his life. It's going to be five years before he is crowned king, and he's going to fight many battles. He's going to fight many battles in his life, including battles of his own flesh. His life is filled with trouble. And yet, God says, he's a man after my own heart. So I think we can get number one lesson for us today is that we should expect trouble in our life. That's counterintuitive to us. Somehow, in our humanness, we think that we aren't going to have trouble. We think we're going to have heaven here on earth, paradise is here, and that we can make it happen on our own. This prayer of David's shows us that the man asks for help and that he wants to give glory to God. We take a look at it in its context, and we see that David has 73 psalms attributed to him. We have been studying the psalms of ascent during this summer season. There are 150 psalms, the largest book in the Bible, as you know, in the very center or heart of the Bible. And these psalms are split into two kinds. One are songs of praise, and the other are prayers of David. And it's about half and half. And here we have David, a man of God, who has a heart for God, a character that he wants to bring other people to know 
the goodness of this great God. And yet, his life is filled with troubles. And so is ours. We should expect it. The second piece here in this prayer, the serenity prayer it's called, says, Lord, give us peace to accept. Or is it, Lord, let us accept so we have peace. (laughs) It's, you know, this acceptance of trouble is difficult for us. It is our nature, our human nature, we tend to when trouble hits, we go, why God? Why me? What did I do wrong? What's wrong? I shouldn't have trouble. We're in denial. The first step, typically, when trouble happens is denial. The second is blame. We go to distractions. It's easy to go to depression. If you haven't experienced it, look out, because it's coming. It's life. I've had plenty of my own, and so have you. We are to learn from history, or else repeat it. So let us learn to accept the troubles that we have when they happen. That is the important first step of what we should do that God tells us through the Scriptures. So God has prepared us in, the, in advance for this time that we're in with Scripture that shows us from Genesis to Revelation that we should expect trouble and that we should accept it when it happens. We have the patriarchs, Joseph, the last uh, chapter 50 of Genesis tells us that Joseph tells his brothers, what you have intended to harm, God has given for good, for the saving of many lives. God has a plan. It's not my plan, it's his plan. And it's for the saving of many lives. His plan from the very beginning. He created us in His image. We are to look like Him. We are to act like Him. He wants us to be His children and to live with Him. But there in the garden, what happened is our humanity was birthed and sin came into the world And if you can see a child, you see your own nature. We all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And I see it in any child, in any country, speaking any language. It's basically this. Me, mine, and I'll do it myself. It's Selfishness, self-centeredness, and control. I want to be God. Not, not to be like God. I want to be God myself. There it was in the beginning, and trouble began, and trouble continues. So what are we going to learn from this lesson besides expect and accept? The next point is to believe. 
to believe God, who has given us his word, to believe the word in our hearts, and to live in community, in fellowship with God. David gave us the example of living with God by being constantly in prayer. He was a man of prayer. He talked to God and he listened to God. God gives us this picture through the prophet Jeremiah. He has a plan for us, he says, to prosper us and not to harm us, to give us a hope and a future. And then, this is the key. He says this beautiful verse. Then, now that you know that I have a plan for you to prosper you, you'll come to me and call on my name and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. So there we have it. God's plan from the beginning is for us to talk to him, to share our troubles with him like David did, and he will listen to us. And we will listen to him, and he will give us the desires of our heart in our troubles, through our troubles. So here we have the picture of the character, which is our third point. The second is to believe. The first is to expect and accept. The second is to believe God and his plan for us to prosper us and not to harm us. To believe that he loves us so much that he gave his one and only son to redeem us, to bring us back into fellowship with him as he planned from the beginning, that we can be his children and live with him in peace and in harmony. That is his plan. But because we've gone our own way, he redeemed us by sending Jesus to die as a punishment for all the wrongs that we have all done. And through his, his shedding blood on the cross, the Lamb of God has redeemed us and forgiven us and bring us, brought us back into fellowship with God. And not only that, before Jesus died, he said, all this I've shared with you, but I'm going to ask the Father to send you the Counselor who will teach you all things and remind you of everything I said to you. Peace be with you. My peace I give to you. We have peace in God through Christ. Thank you, Lord. When we believe, then he builds our character. Our third point. He wants us to be like him. He created us in his image. And we, he wants us to live like him, to think like him, 
to do like him, to love like him, to care like him, to serve like him. He wants us to be his children, heirs of the kingdom, and to live with him forever. What a wonderful, wonderful picture we have. And the character of, of, uh, of David and the character that God wants for us is spelled out beautifully for us in Scripture. So let me just share with you some Scriptures that if we carry them in our heart, if we believe that these are true, they will help us to be able to thrive through, in and through our troubles. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18. What a beautiful verse. Three things to do. Rejoice, pray, give thanks. When? Always, continually, in all circumstances. What? In all circumstances. Yes. Another verse. Now that we are surrounded by such a great crowd of witnesses, the book of Hebrews says, right after chapter 11 gives us the heroes of the faith, and in chapter 12, we are... Now that we're surrounded by this great crowd of witnesses, the Bible has given us all these examples. Let us cast off everything that hinders and the, the sin that is there to destroy us. Let us cast it off. Jesus has taken that. Let us run with perseverance, the race marked out for, before us, the plan that God has for us. Keeping our eyes on Jesus the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. Who, for the joy set before him, endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the Father of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners that you may not grow weary and lose heart. Wow. Why? Because, he says, you know that is through the testing of your faith that you grow in perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work in you. Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial. Because having stood the test, that person, you and me, will receive the crown of life which God has promised to those who love him. We can persevere through our trials with that picture as our end, knowing that we are going to live forever with the crown of God's being in God's family. We are his children. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Ten words. I call it the ten-finger prayer. I can do all things in Christ 
who strengthens me. So these scriptures certainly help me in my current time of trouble. I've got pancreatic cancer. My days are numbered. And on top of that, I have esophagus cancer. So my days are numbered. And I am just so thankful, and I want the world to know, I want to share with the world what I have learned through my troubles in my life that took me from 60 years of not knowing God to the last 19 when I do. He took me from the death of my son when I realized I was not in control on a 12-year journey as a seeker and culminated that uh, with a spir- that spiritual journey with uh, the Alpha Course here at the Covenant Church where I came to faith. And since then, I've still had lots of troubles regularly going on, every kind of accident, uh, uh, surgery, back pain, and from pain to gain is where I want to help other people to thrive through troubles and the lessons I've learned. If you want more of the stories that I have to share out of my life of how to go from pain to gain and thrive through troubles, click on the link, check the church office or the church website because we'll share those stories. So, what does this mean? Hopefully, you have seen that I am a transformed life through Jesus Christ. And so, let us close with a prayer. Lord, help us in our troubles as we come to you. Work in us to change us, to be the people that you want us to be. It's not what we do, but who we become. Lord, we pray that we can be a light into this world and show them what you look like as they see us, as we pray in Christ's name. Amen.